from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today, Wednesday, May 20th. Here we go. we got a great show in store for you today. Jesse Weiler coming up, uh, Executive Director of the Liturgical Institute. Uh, looking forward, a close friend of mine. Uh, it's been a little while since he's been on the show, but he's going to talk to us today about what the saints have to teach us during a time of a pandemic. Uh, Jesse has elevated, yes, over there at the Liturgical Institute, now becoming the Executive Director, or I guess advanced, and uh, he is going to be talking a little bit about that as well. He's got a very popular podcast we'll push uh, to. So so looking forward to having Jesse back on the show. Also, uh, as of course, this is still the month of May, the month of Mary. We're going to dedicate a portion of the show today to Our Lady. And uh, really, we, we celebrated Our Lady of Fatima just a few days ago. I read a, a really interesting blog piece uh, from Teresa Zoe Williams uh, from Sister Lucia, uh, one of the visionaries, of course, there for Fatima. And uh, really, uh, Sister Lucia gives the account or what the vision of Fatima actually looked like in her own words. So we're going to talk about uh, that today. I'll read to you those uh, kind of some excerpts from um, from Sister Lucia's vision and what exactly she saw. It's really interesting. Uh, well, uh, comb over the Pope Francis's Wednesday general audience address on prayer and also live in such a way that when you die, you don't die. Ten things saints have told us about death. I'll have that for you on the show in the second half hour today. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sella. We'll have your, uh, uh, let's see, saint of the day as well. All right, let's get to it. Beacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Well, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy to or happy Wednesday to you as we are at hump day today. Here we are, right in the middle of the week. If if you're keeping track of days, I know some people have lost track of days. Those retired folks, they lose track. You know, it's, retired. It ends in a Y. I know I've that. lost my days. Retired. Man. Some people are retired. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Have you? Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's times where I'm thinking it's Friday and it's uh, you know Thursday. It's just kind of the way I'm rolling right now. Well, you used to do that when you used to chase the airports around the country. Well, that's uh, true. I think you lost track of days. You you just you just needed to know what time and time zone you were in. That's that's very true. That's one thing I had down though See? is the time zones. I I could I could tell you uh, time zones all across the country now. Well, I want to know when you have your uh, your first booking after all this, because then I know we are turning the corner. And it can't be fast enough. So let us know because it's at a month I'm, away, six weeks away. Maybe well, it's I'm fall. still getting know. booked. Uh, it's just getting booked for the late fall and or next year. 
Um, but I do have uh, a mission late June um, in Wisconsin. Now, it, you know, they're going to make sure everything's very safe. And uh, right now it's looking like 50 people in the church and they're going to stream the rest. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what comes out of it. But, yeah, we'll see. So it won't be a, a, a type of mission where they have cardboard boxes of people put out there in the audience for you to look at. It's there's a, like they do at some of the baseball games yeah. you've seen in Korea right now. No, it's I'm, going to be a little bit different. You're going to actually have people there, right? I put that in my contract that uh, no cardboard <laughs> box people. That, that would just creep me out a little bit too much. Uh, I had to throw that in because yeah. I thought, well, you know, you might get, just to make it look like you have a big audience there, John. I know they, they turn out in droves every time you uh, speak. But, I'm sorry, uh, just, I can't, can't have that. Comfortable. Okay. <laughs> hey, is this, we ever going to see the sun? I mean, I thought we were going to get a little partly cloudy yesterday, and all it did was get bright and then no sun. I mean, we're in this we're in this funk with this uh, tropical storm off the coast of Carolina. It's kind of holding up the weather system. Now, if you go further east, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, they're just getting dumped on with rain every day. Mm-hmm. And here we just get the clouds. So we're, we've been very fortunate not getting a whole lot of rain out of all this. Let's take that, I up. guess. But I thought, yeah, I was looking forward to a sunny week, at least from last week. That's what it was projected at. But we'll see. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Well, I think uh, tomorrow might not be too bad. Today we got the, the clouds and the patchy fog and drizzle this morning. We're going to see clouds all day. I'm looking down here at the notes here that Megan sent me. Yeah, maybe see the sun on Saturday and maybe a little bit tomorrow. Cloudy and partly cloudy for uh, tomorrow. So it is what it is, my friend. I'll take it. That's fine. All right. Well, let's get right to it this morning from the Mercy One Studios. And we want to thank WHO TV 13 meteorologist Megan Selwell, who prepares our weather each and every day. Currently in Des Moines, we do have cloudy skies, patchy fog, and drizzle. 57 degrees and east-northeast wind at 7 miles per hour, just about like it was yesterday. Just repeat. Today, we'll see mostly cloudy skies. We will see some patchy drizzle on and off throughout the day. A high of 67 degrees with east winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Is that low-pressure system sitting over Indiana right now, uh, bringing us those northeast winds as it just camps out. Tonight, cloudy skies, overnight low of 57 degrees, and tomorrow, partly cloudy and uh, a high of 68 degrees, so we may see some sun on Thursday. Friday, scattered showers and thunderstorms, going to warm up a high of 74 degrees, and on Saturday, it'll be nice and warm, high of 80 degrees, that'll be our best day of the week. As Sunday and Monday, Monday is Memorial Day, we'll see highs in the 80s, but a chance of rain on both Sunday and Monday. Well, in the news on this Wednesday morning, while Iowa farmers are inching closer to wrapping up their planting season, the Iowa Department of Agriculture's weekly crop report for the weekend ending last uh, Sunday, May 17th, says 96% of the state's corn and 86% of the state's soybeans have been planted. Now, planting for both crops are a month ahead of last year and almost three weeks ahead of the five-year average. Now, corn emergence improved to 62%, almost double that of the previous week, while about 25% of the soybean crop here in the Iowa in Iowa has emerged. Now, the department says uh, some rain late in the week gave farmers four and a half days in the field last week. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And again, no change uh, right now. We're waiting word as all Iowa high school sp- uh, sporting events have been postponed. We're waiting on word for baseball and softball this summer, and that should be made uh, by the end of this month. 
Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently in Des Moines, we have cloudy skies, patchy fog, drizzle, 57 degrees, and east-northeast wind at 7 miles per hour. Today, we'll see mostly cloudy skies, and we could see some drizzle throughout the day, high of 67 degrees, with east winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Wednesday morning, John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are accident-free to start things off this morning. Again, lots of construction to be on the lookout for as you are out and about. Uh, Park Avenue closed east of Fleur as they are doing a reconstruction of the intersection. So they'll be uh, putting you on a detour to a watcher. So just kind of keep that uh, in mind if you are going to be using Park Avenue east of Fleur at all for the next few weeks. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. It's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, yes, in a new book, uh, Visions of Fatima, a Dominican priest, Father Thomas McGlynn, um, who sculpted the statue uh, of Our Lady of Fatima, recalls conversations that he had with Sister Lucia. Sister Lucia was the only remaining visionary for quite some time, of course, of the three uh, children. And uh, Sister Lucia gave an account uh, and really kind of instructed um, instructed the, the sculpture of Our Lady of Fatima itself. So whenever you see that image or you see a, a sculpture of Our Lady of Fatima, it was Sister Lucia that really was right in there giving the uh, direction. And and when I say direction, she was really um, clear about it to, to the sculptor and to this Dominican priest. In fact, uh, he recounts that she meticulously instructed the sculptor on every... Excuse me, this is uh, Teresa Zoe Williams recounts that she meticulously instructed the sculptor on every last detail of the statue down to the position of each arm, her forearm, and her hands... Uh, Father McGlynn recalls, quote, she would study especially the angle of the right hand, as if recalling the hand of Our Lady in the projection of light that came from it upon her when she was a child, nodding her brows slightly. So, I mean, uh, Sister Lucia was really in even on the eyebrows of Our Lady. Very interesting. And, um, you know, she talks about, of course, she was never able to fully... Uh, express the beauty and and she did so with a sense of humor you know when when people would ask her questions on it or father mcglynn here would ask her questions of of the beauty of it you know and and can they replicate that in in a statue and of course she would just smile and as if you know shaking her head there's just absolutely no way that that could possibly happen but i was interested because i i guess i didn't know that uh sister lucia had such a role when it came to that actually that uh, the actual statue or what we see the image of our lady of fatima so the next time you see that image of our lady of fatima know that um that was through the inspiration of course of what uh sister lucia saw it makes sense of course you know you kind of put two and two together here now uh but yes 
interesting stuff. So there's a great blog piece on it, epicpew.com. Teresa uh, Zoe Williams, what Sister Lucia's vision of Fatima looked like in her own words and that book. I'm going to have to get that book, Vision of Fatima, from Father Thomas McGlynn, Dominican priest. Pope Francis uh, saying that prayer opens the door of hope. Uh, Pope Francis saying this at his General Wednesday audience today, uh, speaking via live stream due to the coronavirus, of course. The Pope said that throughout history, prayer had helped people to see beyond their suffering. He said, quote, men and women who pray know that hope is stronger than discouragement. They believe that love is more powerful than death and that it will surely triumph one day, even if in times and ways we do not no, he's speaking from the library of the Apostolic Palace. He concluded uh, that the cycle of catechesis on prayer that he is doing, he described the uh, opening page of the Bible as, quote, a great hymn of thanksgiving, affirming the goodness and beauty of God's creation. It goes on uh, to that as well. So if you want the full address, you can go to vatican.va for his Wednesday general audience address this morning. Good stuff. Wednesday, there's always some good nuggets that comes out of the Vatican. Of course, the Holy Father gives his Wednesday general audience address, looking a little bit different right now than how it normally looks. As I said, giving it from the the Apostolic Palace, a library there, so uh, not out in the crowds as he normally is. If you've ever been to Rome on a Wednesday, you've probably been to one of his Wednesday general audience addresses, looking very different right now, but I'm sure they'll get back to it when things get safe again. All right, Jesse Weiler coming up right after this, the executive director of the Liturgical Institute, what we can learn from the saints during a time of a pandemic. Jesse, back on the show, looking forward to it. John Linetti in the morning, friends, right here on this Wednesday, May 19th. Do not touch that dial. Thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Customer satisfaction always comes first, whether it be plumbing, heating, air conditioning services for nearly 20 years, Golden Rule. One thing that I didn't know about them is their technicians are trained in their in-house training facility. 100% satisfaction guarantee. GoldenRulePHC.com. That's GoldenRulePHC.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral 
funeral home and crematory for underwriting Christ is the answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Howdy, folks. This is Jimmy Aiken from Catholic Answers Live, and it's very important that you support your local radio station because it's only your local Catholic radio station that makes it possible for you to hear wonderful programming like Catholic Answers Live and all of the other great EWTN shows. So please help them out right now and be generous. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Big Dean, residential re-roofs, light commercial jobs all throughout central Iowa for the last 30 years. Yes, for the last 30 years. Never put his name behind anything or on any kind of advertisement. None. I mean, zero zilch. He had a business card and that was it uh, until I met him. And we were playing basketball one day together. And uh, I said, Dean, I want you to, to support us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. He said, I'm not Catholic. I said, well, that doesn't matter, Dean. I said, you're a Christian man. You love your faith, and he is. He loves his faith. We talk about our Lord a lot. And uh, he started listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and really fell in love with it. Now listens a lot to the different jobs at places that he goes. 963-4494, residential re-roofs. Thank you, Dean, for all you continue to do for us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, let's go to my next guest of the day, Executive Director of the Liturgical Institute, Jesse Weiler. Hello, sir. Hello, how's it going, John? This is the first time you've been on the show as executive director now. Well, it's just regular director, but I appreciate oh, the... the uh, I'll have to let my uh, <laughs> I'll have to let <laughs> university know that I've got a promotion. <laughs> the director of the Liturgical Institute. Uh, for those that don't know what the Liturgical Institute is, give us a quick 30-second. We are a graduate degree program in liturgical studies in Lundelein, mm-hmm. Illinois, but we have a number of uh, great catechetical programs, like an online certificate program, and you can listen to our amazing podcast called The Liturgy Guys on Spotify or Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's a very popular uh, podcast as well, man. Several thousand people listen to it on a weekly basis. Is it weekly or is it uh, bi-weekly? How how often? It it is weekly. Um, We're about to take, I think, a little bit of a summer hiatus just to calm down our summer program and all that type of stuff, but um, we have a few more weeks left of this season. How have things changed for the Liturgical Institute during this time? You know, we had to move all of our curriculum online, which was kind of a big shift for us, but uh, we're still a fairly small program, so uh, we were able to do so, I think, pretty rapidly. But other than that, I've been actually trying to shift a number of our programming online anyway, and I actually started doing that before this whole pandemic. So that's actually been kind of a break for us is that we have a lot of online courses that people can take while they're not working or they're 
they're not, you know, you're not able to go out and about like they normally would. So my whole thing is, you know, if you can't go to Mass now, why not spend some time learning about living a sacramental life so that you're even more prepared to when all the churches open to a full capacity. How's my goddaughter? She's great. She's the best baby in the world. Uh, she sleeps like a champ, and she never cries unless she absolutely needs a diaper or food. That's because, so, uh, that's because of our prayers. What can I say? I think so. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. See, if you would have known that, I'd be the god godfather of all your children. Uh, all yeah, right. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritual adoption here. Um, all right, let's talk about the Saints, my friend. You and I, we love the Saints, and, and there's a lot we can learn from them, most especially right now. And I think a lot of people are realizing that, turning to, to our faith and seeing that the Saints went through many different struggles, difficulties, uh, even pandemics, of course. Uh, today, you have three ways or three things that we can learn from the Saints during this time of a pandemic. Let's just start with number one. Number one is the apostles in the upper room during Pentecost. So we, we're, we're actually very close to this seasonally in the liturgical calendar. Uh, I can't imagine what it would have been like to be the apostles and you know, have Christ die, and then I mean, you, you see they wait, wait, they wait three days to see for him to be resurrected, and they, they don't know really what's going to happen, and then he comes back, and they're like, yay, and then you know, supposedly Christ is really, for those 40 days, helping them build what would be the church, and with Peter as our head, and, and then he ascends, and then he's gone. And I feel like we're in that position right now where Christ is gone for us for a little bit, because we're, we don't have access to the sacraments as we usually do. And I feel like we can tap into that mind of the apostles during that time. What was going on with them? You know, they thought Christ was going to be around with them forever. And the key to this is that Christ sent the Advocate. Christ sent the Holy Spirit to us. And I was talking to a very, very wise uh, priest the other day, and he said, in regard to not being able to receive the Eucharist or the sacraments regularly like we usually do, um, he says, how dare we say that God cannot provide us the grace that we need in the way that he wants to. And that's, that's Pentecost, man. That is when Christ says, you're not alone. You have the Holy Spirit. You have this amazing paraclete that will walk with you on this whole journey. And to limit God's you know, ability to give us the graces that we need in this time, I think, is kind of too prideful. So we need to remind ourselves that just like the apostles after Christ's ascension, the, the Holy Spirit is with us, the whole Trinity. Mm-hmm. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age, uh, Jesus' promise. Um, I will be with you during times of crisis. I will be with you during times of, of struggle. I will be with you during times of pandemic. I will be mm-hmm. with you always, that the presence of God is still with us. Albeit, of course, being separate, most of us, from the sacraments right now, God's grace is still at work, and I think we have to remember that. God's presence is still at work with us every day in every way. Uh, I'm rereading the book uh, from Brother Lawrence, the 17th century monk, uh, Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, Practicing the Presence of God. And um, it's at my office right now, and I just, whenever I go there, yesterday I was there for a number of hours, I just opened it up for about 20 minutes minutes and started reading and just I mean the Lord's presence was just so close to him he was so keen and aware of God's presence in his life and and I just kept praying I want that that's what I want mm-hmm. number two what can we Absolutely. learn from the saints during the pandemic 
Well, I think we have this wonderful resource uh, as Catholics in the religious life that we don't always tap into, especially if you're, um, if you're married. You don't really think about it that often. But if you think about our lives currently, uh, I know things are starting to open up a little more, but we are almost like cloistered religious. We are almost like the, those religious who are inside most of the time, who don't do much outside, but stay inside and prepare and pray for the whole world, pray for all humanity, and who, uh, you know, yes, they, they get to have, regularly have the uh, sacraments and the Mass and all of that, but, but we, can, we can pretend to be cloistered religious in these times and really learn from that lifestyle, especially, especially because we have the time now, we could be praying the Liturgy of the Hours as a, as a family or... And, you know, if you if you are single, you can get a group of friends together and do it online or do Zoom. But these are things that we can learn from uh, from the religious and that spirituality of wow. You know, I may not be going outside and be doing mission work all the time, or may maybe evangelizing or discipleship. But while I'm inside and I'm cloistered, everything is oriented towards God and. The religious life, especially the cloistered, I think is such an inspiration for us right now because this is a huge change for us, but we're not the first humans to have to go through something like this in the entirety of the history of mankind. So we need to take from those saints, those religious, who really took these types of lifestyles to heart. You know, I, um, my family and I, we've been praying the, the Liturgy of the Hours once in a while, morning uh, or evening prayer, um, and then, of course, night prayer. And that's one of the things that we've been praying a little more frequently lately. In fact, last night it was getting late, and uh, Joseph, he said, I want to pray night prayer. You know, and I said, I, we, we can't pray it tonight, man. Uh, it's going to be an early morning for you with mom back to work today. But at the same time, you know, it's been just beautiful. I mean, just kind of open up the floodgates of that prayer and to really reflect. This is the same prayer that I'm praying that St. Therese of Lisieux prayed. This is the same prayer mm-hmm. that Padre Pio prayed. This is the same prayer that our Lord, praying the Psalms, was praying. You know, I, I mean, just to really kind of tap into that, you, you see that the universal community of the church, that communio, that, that interconnectedness of, of the family of God there, all in unison and praying together. So I really recommend, um, I don't know if you pray it from the actual I, I pray it on the app, the Divine Office app, so I don't know how you pray it, but it is just you can download it, and it's very easy uh, to do. Well, just to, just to say a plug for our organization, the Liturgical Institute created this thing called the Mundelein Psalter, and it has morning prayer and evening prayer in it, and it has what's called pointed text, which allows you to then chant the Liturgy of the Hours, which nice. is the intended, uh, the intended way to actually do it. And that's Really emulative of the of the dialogue with the Trinity, Trinitarian dialogue is chanted chanted prayer. So, if you want to even take it a, a step further, chanting liturgy liturgy of the hours is really um, a, a, the best way to do it. Yeah, so, I like it. I like it. Number three, number three is I think we can really learn from early Christians in missionary territory, whether it's um, you know Saint Francis Xavier in India or the Catholic missionaries in, in Korea or Japan, or even in, in, the, in North America, the, the Jesuits, St. John de Brebeuf and Isaac Jogues in North America. Uh, and what I mean by this is 
those those Christians who were early converted didn't always have regular access to the sacraments like we do now, because they're in mission territory, and they would have a priest mission um, to them regularly for a short period of time. But something would always happen. They'd they'd have to go back to to their home base. They might have been martyred, and they might have not been able to receive the sacraments because uh, the, the priest was martyred by the. Uh, in our case, in North America, by Native Americans. Um, you know, there's a number of things that could have happened. And so can you imagine, you know, converting to Christianity and to giving Christ your whole life an encounter, and that true encounter with Christ, but then not actually being able to to participate fully in the Eucharist because it wasn't available to you? I think we have a lot to learn from the, the both the saints and the early converts in in what it was like to to be in that situation that we can take from their experience and we can better be prepared for a life that that you know my my biggest inconvenience right now is that uh, I guess I can't be in my work office and I can't go to a party with my friends that, that's like the biggest inconvenience for me right sure. now it's nothing compared to the early converts who are persecuted with their lives. Yeah. Um, when, when my wife converted to Catholicism in 2010, her whole family was there. My family was there. Smiles, gifts, party, you know, uh, that wasn't the way it was when you converted in the early church. There was no smiles no. and gifts and parties and all of that. There were certainly probably some smiles, but for, for many, they knew what they were signing up for. And for many, it was a death sentence. Um, mm-hmm. And and we have to remember that, especially right now during the inconveniences and trials that we go through, of what the early church actually had to. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I wouldn't last three seconds in the early church. When you, <laughs> with, with how I've, I've handled I've this, walked, I've I've walked across America with you, John, and I could confirm that that is true. <laughs> I wouldn't know where I'm going, man. Uh, all right, Jesse Weiler. Anything you'd like to? Uh, anything you'd like to promote? Well, um, before I promote something, I just wanted to add one more thing to that to that yeah. last uh, step. And the thing is, the church actually, uh, if you really want to um, really have a 100% true encounter with Christ, more so than the Eucharist, the church says martyrdom hmm. is the best way to do that. So there, there's a real spirituality to martyrdom, and, and we can offer our suffering right now, and we can be spiritual martyrs, Use that agony and that suffering and longing for the Eucharist to your advantage to to really, really attach your heart to Christ's suffering yeah. and longing. And I think there's really nothing greater that we can do right now than that spiritual communion. Yeah, and, and let me be clear on that. It's not just going out and getting yourself killed for the Lord. That's not the kind of, just the kind of Correct. martyrdom that you're talking about. It is truly witnessing uh, to the faith, which is you know what, what we are as martyrs. We are witnesses to the faith by our dying to ourselves uh, and uniting right. in those sufferings with Christ Jesus. I love it, man. Knocked it out of the park. Jesse Weiler, I hope to see our cubbies knocking it out of the park here soon, too. I hope there's some type of park that I can go to to watch them <laughs> knock it out of. You remember parks? <laughs> Weren't they fun? Right. <laughs> talk, God bless. Talk God. to you soon, man. That's Jesse Weiler, everyone. Uh, all right. Uh, good stuff. It was good having him back on the show. Coming up in the second half hour, we're going to talk about the uh, saints and death. Ten short saint sayings on facing trials and facing death as well. We'll have that for you coming up uh, here in the second half hour. Don't go anywhere. John Lee in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is a Wednesday.
Thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show. Things look a little bit different right now for Blessman International than usual. But I'll tell you what, they, they're, they're doing it. And I, I talked to Doc. He's been on the show, Dr. Jim Blessman, uh, a couple weeks ago. And he was talking about how things are changing, but they are still full throttle and being able to help all of those families that they're trying to help just to make sure they have food on the table, especially during this time right now in the province of Limpopo, South Africa, which is the place they've been called to serve. BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you again for underwriting the show. That is BlessmanInternational.org. Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the Spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears, and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me, because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord Having already informed the disciples about his ascension, Jesus continues to tell them what to expect from the Holy Spirit. As he does, we come to better understand the Trinity, specifically that all three persons share divinity, and that when one acts, the other two also act in some way. Hence we discover that because we receive the Holy Spirit and because Jesus is glorified, we can in turn be glorified by the Father, something God wants for all of us. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHC.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thanks for joining me, friends. Coming up here in the second half hour, we're going to talk about 10 short sayings on facing death of the saints. Um, and there's a, a great website on it. I know some of you are like, well, that, that's really uplifting to start my day. Hey, listen, we're Catholic. All right. This is a reality for us. And death is a doorway to Almighty God. There's hope there. And of course, that doesn't just start when our, our hearts stop and our, our minds and, and brains, brainwaves cease. You know, death is a, is a process for all of us that we go through and dying to ourselves. That's the practice of it today. So when I go to work, in my family, in my marriage, a constant dying to self, which we all can work on. I know I can. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Mark Amadeo, News and Sports, weather straight from the desk of Channel 13, meteorologist Megan Sell. We'll have your saint of the day. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, 
words, joys and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Hello, John. How are you doing on this hump day Wednesday as people do lose track of the days now on the end? I uh, am doing okay. I got that it was Wednesday this morning. I knew that, which is a, a bonus. That's good when you know what day it is uh-huh. right now during this time. But uh, yes, my wife is on her way to work right now seeing patients for the first time today. Yes, I go to the dentist office tomorrow hmm. for the first time in I think I was supposed to go right around St. Patty's Day, and obviously that all got postponed for a few months, so I go tomorrow. I'm sure they'll be glad to see me. Well, schedules are full. You know, I didn't know if that would be the case in dental offices, but uh, my goodness, people are ready to get those teeth cleaned. Yep. Of course, uh, they, they will text you and they'll email you a list of instructions. One of them is to wear a mask, and I do that when... I think everybody should be doing that when they're out in public or amongst the public. I'm not saying you have to when you're taking a walk, but you certainly do when you go into public places. That's just a respect of uh, what we have with this pandemic. Well, I, I would say there's a little caveat there. I uh, was in the gym the other day, and I saw a guy running on the treadmill with a mask. Now, I'm all for masking, all right? I just don't know if that might be the safest route. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I think you're okay. With you're working out, you're more than safely working apart. I don't think he has to do that, but you know, to each their own preference. Yeah, I guess see a lot of that. We're going to see. I'd rather err on the side of caution, like that gentleman was, than uh, the others that are out there. I well, I'd rather err with air, is what I'd want. And I don't think a mask is going to get that on the treadmill. <laughs> Not going to get a whole lot of it. Maybe that was his intent. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But yes, definitely mask. And uh, when you go into that dental office, you'll see different procedures. Yeah, and uh, thank uh, thank goodness for our our folks in the in the medical fields, whether it be dental or obviously the the, the medical part. Uh, thank goodness for them and our thoughts and prayers. And uh, throughout this time, they got to keep those folks safe every day. They have a, a quite a quite a lot quite a lot to to endure and uh, be mindful of. Well, it's true. I mean, you know, just all the the protocols now, and of course all the. Uh, you know, just how things have changed so rapidly right now uh, for all the safety procedures and having to learn all of that. I mean, it really is. It's interesting. Oh, it certainly is, John, and uh, we're going we're gonna to be seeing that for a while. But, uh, hey, enjoy your hump day. We're not going to get a whole lot of uh, sun today, but I, don't, I think it'll be okay to be outdoors. And you may get a... May get out of mowing your yard. It might be just a little too damp to mow if you use that uh, light drizzle that we've had. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll postpone it till tomorrow or the next day. Well, I wasn't stopping some people on my block last night. I think I saw four or five mowers going, man. <laughs> Well, you know those lawn companies that uh, they're out there every day, even in the rain. They they, they mm-hmm. mow no matter what because they have to. They got so many to do. But uh, yeah, that might be pushing it. We have people that like to mow every other day around in some of our parts of our uh, neighborhood. You here. do they too, just huh? Love being on a mower. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody's oh, yeah. got them. We got them. We got them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. All right, my friend. Let's get right to it this morning from the WHO TV 13 weather desk. And meteorologist Megan Selwa. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School Sports. Oh, my. (laughs) Currently at the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines. You got John on the controls again, Deacon Tony, because that'll happen once in a while if he's over there. I just fired one of my fingers. Well, I hope it's not the one that strings the guitar. I mean, you got to keep that one going. Yeah, they're pretty rusty right now. 
<laughs> Tony Valdez and the Rockets, man, they got to come back. All right, patchy, patchy fog right now, 57 degrees with a little bit of drizzle this morning. Uh, and today we will see mostly cloudy skies and patchy drizzle throughout the day. Unfortunately, today's high 67 degrees here in central Iowa. East winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. And tonight, cloudy skies, overnight low of 57 degrees. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. I said partly cloudy, a high of 68 degrees. We're going to see a little bit of sun. Friday, scattered showers and thunderstorms, a high of 74. And the weekend's going to warm up for this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday be our best day, high around 8 degrees with uh, uh, partly sunny skies. And on Sunday and Monday, unfortunately, chances of rain both days. Well, in the news, on this Wednesday morning, the Iowa farmers are inching closer to wrapping up their planting season. The Iowa Department of Agriculture's weekly crop report for the weekend ending last Sunday, May 17th, says 96% of the state's corn and 86% of the state's soybeans have been planted. Planting for both crops are about a month ahead of last year and almost three weeks ahead of the five-year average. Now, corn emergence improved to 62%, almost double that of the previous week, while about 25% of the soybean crop has emerged. The department says some rain late in the week gave farmers four and a half days in the field last week. Today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And once again, a decision about Iowa's two high school summer sports, baseball and softball, will be made by the end of this month. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have uh, cloudy skies, some patchy fog, and drizzle in the area, 57 degrees, an east-northeast wind at 7 miles per hour. And today we will see mostly cloudy skies, patchy drizzle at times, a high of 67 degrees here in central Iowa. And today, and this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports. On your Wednesday morning, John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free, but uh, do be aware of all the construction that is popping up lately. And in fact, a Park Avenue closed east of Fleur as they are reconstructing the intersection there. They'll uh, detour you uh, to Watchers on Southwest 14th Street. So again, just use caution. Park Avenue east of Fleur, if that is a normal route for you. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. It's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, we could probably learn something from this saint today, traveling widely to convert people to deeper devotion to God, St. Bernardine of Siena today. He was 20 when the plague hit his hometown. He offered to run the hospital, where sometimes as many as 20 people died a day. The experience and the loss of a beloved aunt led him to fast and pray to know God's will for him. So he entered the Franciscan order, and he was ordained a priest. He became the greatest preacher of his time, compared by the Pope to St. Paul. He calmed conflict-filled cities, attacked paganism, and talked about vice and virtue. St. Bernardine also popularized the devotion to the holy name of Jesus by devising a symbol for the devotion, the letters IHS against a blazing sun. 
At one point, after preaching against gambling, a card maker complained that Bernadine was taking money out of his own pockets. Bernadine told him to start making the symbol for the holy name of Jesus instead. The man started making more money than he ever did before. We ask today, St. Bernadine of Siena, to pray for us. Amen. And a big thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting the saint of the day, experienced in wills and estate planning. Makes it easy on you because he does the work for you. 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. When we come back, 10 short saint quotes or saint sayings on facing death. When we come back, don't go anywhere. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's a Wednesday. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. A Catholic family with a wide range of high-quality hardscape services, including paver patios, sidewalks, retaining walls, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more. Been able to see the work that they do out there in Winterset and all throughout central Iowa. Good stuff. 493-1060-5sonsnaturescapes.com. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. Good morning. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Wednesday, May 20th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. The Diocese COVID-19 Relief Fund continues to accept donations from those who are in a position to financially help others during the virus crisis. Just go to dmdiocese.org giving to see how you can make a difference in someone's life. And if you are a person who needs that financial help, contact Holly in Catholic Charities. The Relief Fund can help with rent, utilities, and other essentials. Kudos to all the parishes who are using digital media to reach out in ways beyond offering Mass. St. Patrick and Messina made a post of gratitude, thanking volunteers who cared for spring flowers. And St. Patrick and Walnut is promoting a t-shirt fundraiser. St. Patrick and Perry shared about masks with the parish logo, and Sacred Heart in West Des Moines has been offering online encouragement in English and Spanish. Tomorrow, the Faith Superheroes Faith Formation Series continues. This week's virtual discussion is facilitated by Adam Story, who directs the Diocese Marriage and Family Life Ministry. Watch the Diocese Facebook page for registration information. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. Have a great day. Listen to Be Not Afraid with Father Fabian Mancata and Father P.J. McManus Tuesday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio and on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. 
Do you meditate on your own death? Do you meditate on your own death? A question that um, I know can sound a little bit morbid. Sounds a little strange, thinking, oh, well, I, I don't really meditate on that. I meditate on some of the happier things in my life. But we're a Christian people. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, when, when we talk about death, oftentimes we talk about it in a um, you know, negative way. And, of course, it, it can impact us in, in several ways. I mean, I've had people close to me that have died, and, um, you know, it's, it's not, <laughs> not fun, uh, obviously, especially with its people that you love. But the Christian notion of death, friends, for us, is more like a doorway rather than the end. And many of the saints point to this. It is a doorway to Almighty God. The phrase, as you probably heard Memento Mori, uh, remember that you too will die, remember death, is a phrase that really kind of originated in Christianity in about the second century from Tertullian. And uh, he got it from a, a general uh, of his, and uh, it was kind of paraphrased in that way. And it kind of came to uh, Memento Mori now, which is kind of the staple line of it. Remember that we will die. You look to the saints and you see this up and down the board that they would meditate or think about. It wasn't dwelling. It wasn't, uh, you know, this fear-based understanding of it. Uh, no, but uh, this, this meditation, if you will, or oftentimes at the forefront of their mind that this isn't it, that this isn't the end, that here we look to our salvation, which is everlasting life, you know, where we are more alive than we are right now. And again, I, I'll repeat, death is that doorway to it. And so you see up and down the board, especially in, in the early church, that death wasn't something necessarily to be feared. And this is really at the top of the list of every major you know, fear that people have, study after study that comes out. You know, there's public speaking, there's death, there's you know, all of those. Um, but it wasn't something to be feared, but rather something to embrace, something to, to pray with. And for some saints, something to look forward to. Now, again, not, not that it would happen soon, uh, of course, you know, for all of us, I have a life that I want to live. I want to see my kids and my grandkids and all of that. But yet I, I realize that I am mortal. And so are you. And that someday, someday, hopefully a long time from now, someday I will hopefully experience true life. What it was always meant to be with God in heaven. And uh, if you don't meditate, or, or oftentimes maybe you don't ever think about it, uh, really, I, I want you to. And again, you don't have to do this on a, on a daily basis. Some, some of the saints did. But to think about it once in a while. And maybe that can kind of shape the life that we're living right now. And I know, again, it sounds a little bit morbid and strange. But to the saints, it wasn't strange at all. It, it wasn't weird. It was, it was a... It was a fact of life and something that they looked to. Think of St. Alphonsus Liguori. He said, we do not fix our affections on borrowed goods because we know that they must soon be returned to the owner. All the goods of this earth are lent to us. See, he's going through life as a pilgrim. We don't own anything. You have a house, you got a paid off car. 
that food in your pantry. None of it is yours. None of it is mine. Someday it just all goes to dust. This is God's. St. Gregory Palamas said, Death, properly speaking, is this, for the soul to be unharnessed from divine grace and to be yoked to sin. He who is frightened of this death and has preserved himself from it will not be alarmed by the oncoming death of the body, for in him the true life dwells, and bodily death, so far from taking true life away, renders it inalienable. What is he saying there? Essentially saying that, again, this isn't the end. We look to our God. Eternity. St. Augustine said, Live in such a way that when you die, you don't die. I love that line. Live in such a way that when you die, you don't die. Of course, here. But what, what is the death that Augustine is pointing to? Hell. Hmm. That's eternal death. See, to the saints' minds, that was death. It wasn't just where the heart stops or the brain waves cease. Live in such a way that when you die, you don't die. St. Augustine. I'm telling you, these saints, this is up and down the board. Um, St. Jean Vianney. The good, the good God does not wish us to despair. He shows us the good thief touched with repentance, dying near him on the cross. But he is the only one. See, he dies near the good God. Can we hope to be near him at our last moment? Can we hope to be near God in our last moment? St. Philip Neri said, The best way to prepare for death is to spend every day of life as though it were your last. I've heard that before. Live every day as if it was your last. St. Alphonsus Liguori, again, a holy hermit being asked when dying how he could be so cheerful, said, quote, I have always kept death before my eyes, and therefore now that it has arrived, I see nothing new in it. Hmm. I mean, I dare say they were positive about it. Again, to the world, it was something to run from, to be fearful of. It's not something we should go out looking for, of course. But it was it was something that they understood that was very real to them. Understanding that, though, this isn't the end. St. Therese of Lisieux said, It is not death that will come to fetch me. It is the good God. Death is no phantom, no horrible specter as, presents, as it's presented in pictures. You know, kind of the grim reaper that we see. In the Catechism, it is stated that death is the separation of soul and body. That is all, she says. Well, I am not afraid of a separation which will unite me to the good God forever. For the Christian, it should not be at the top of the list, the fear of death. And again, I'm I'm not there yet either. Believe me, as I read these saint quotes, I'm thinking, well, I'm pretty far behind on this. But it's something that the saints nonetheless took very serious in their life and would oftentimes keep before them. There's some good books out there on it. Uh, thinking of Sister Teresa Alethia's book, um, I've had her on the show before, Memento Mori, and, and there's there's many more. Uh, you can check them out at Divine Treasures. If they don't have them there, they'll order them for you, by the way. That puts a show in the books, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today on this Wednesday, May 19th. Hmm. I feel like these weeks are going faster and faster, man, as we go along. Last week seemed to just scoot by. This week seems to be doing the same. That's not a bad thing, by the way, right now. Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? 
Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I am John Leonetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. We never will run dry. So living water flowing through. God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known We lift your name on high Shine like the sun, make darkness run and hide We know we were made for so much more Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.